0: com. Hello and welcome to another In Conference with Michael Jackson right here on your favorite podcast platform. This is Cliffcentral.com. And this show is where you get to meet the people that I'm lucky enough to meet on my travels around the planet as a conference speaker. Um I normally work with a lot of celebrities, with famous folks, with leading business people, authors, entrepreneurs. And really, we figured here at Cliff Central, it was a great way for you to meet them as well. And I also love South African homegrown talent. So in many respects, my guest today is ticking the South African box as well as the expert box and a number of others. I've got a lady joining me. I'll introduce you to her in a second. Her name is Bev Hancock. She's a business leadership strategist. She's kind of like a facilitator of great conversations. And like myself, she's also a conference speaker. Bev and I met recently a few weeks ago, and uh, we've started doing some collaborative work together, which has been absolutely phenomenal. But I said to her, away from that, I think what we should do is let everybody on Cliff Central that listens to our podcast platform here get an understanding of what it is that she does. She believes in the power of conversation And that's exactly what I'm going to do with her now to transform your lives and the way that we work. Conversation is the key. Let's have a conversation with Bev Hancock, joining us on Skype from her office in Port Elizabeth. Bev, how nice to have you with us. How are you?
1: I'm very well. Thank you, Michael. Lovely to be here.
0: The power of conversation. Does it really transform the way we live and work?
1: I think, Michael, that the lessons that I've learned over the last year have been quite phenomenal, that it's probably... The magic ingredient we've all been looking for. And if we only just learn how to do it well, yes, I, I really believe that it can.
0: Do you think that we have enough conversations? I mean, I see people bent over texting each other, you know, on a phone everywhere, a tablet, whatever it might be. But are they really talking to each other or are they just showing off and taking those ridiculous bloody selfies?
1: I think it's probably a bit of both. And I think the reality of our, our situation is that we need to realize that we're having those conversations both face to face. and No, I don't think we're having enough of those. But we are also having co- conversations in the digital world as well. But I think it's the quality of those conversations. I wonder if we aren't talking at each other rather than to each other.
0: Oh, wow. Because it almost seems to be that when people are speaking, the other person's not really listening. It's just waiting for a break in the conversation to try and throw something in. Have we stopped? listening to each other?
1: I think that is probably one of the biggest keys. I think to be truly present in a conversation is probably the greatest gift that you can give anybody. You become so real and so present and so there for them and that's where really, really deep listening. You're listening to connect rather than to respond. You are paying them probably the utmost form of respect. And I think that just opens up so much in people's minds and it gives them a space to be able to explore things that sometimes they normally wouldn't because they're too guarded.
0: How do you learn to have a conversation?
1: I think there's some basic foundation principles. I was I was very fortunate to be able to study with Judith Glazer last year, who wrote Conversational Intelligence and if you like reading, it's a it's certainly a brilliant book. And I think there were some basic principles and it's more about it's not only having the conversation, it's actually how to have the conversation. And there's a lot of great stuff. There's a lot of great research. Harvard is doing great research on on how one has conversations. And I think it's learning those basic foundation skills and then putting them into practice and practice, practice, practice.
0: Well, I know that you specialize in in leadership as a strategist. I mean, you talk about these kind of areas that we're exploring now, but particularly leadership conversations. You know, you look at our leaders. You know, our Jacob Zuma is not a terribly good conversationalist. You look at Donald Trump, and he's more bombastic than conversationalist. Um, how do you get leaders to understand what good conversations are to import the power of what they want to say as well as listen to what their teams are saying to them?
1: I think the first point that leaders need to be aware of is that they actually determine the quality of the conversation in the organization. Uh, One thing that I have found very prevalent in companies is that you have formal communications that you have in boardrooms and meetings and offices And then you have the conversation that happens in the shadow network where everybody leaves the offices and talks in the corridor and on the way to the parking lot and in the taxi. Mm -hmm. And if leaders realize that they actually determine the quality of those conversations and they use that as a starting place, I think they would be a lot more aware of the words that they use and the power of those conversations. When they connect with that level of awareness, and awareness is a very important leadership word, that is when conversations start taking on a power for strategy and culture.
0: Well, I know that we've started working uh, yourself and myself in a a new specific area um, because we're both doing a lot of conference work. um, And I've found, as we discussed when I first met you, that... You know, in many respects, great professional speakers get hired because the other speakers in the business are really poor, which I guess is some form of conversation. But normally what I do as you do is go to conferences where people talk from the stage and never actually it's a monologue. They never get involved in dialogue, working with the audience that are there is that this is part of the stuff that you specialize in. Right
1: very much so because i think you know what i love about conferences is that they are they inspire and ignite thought which is very powerful so that, that for me, is where the biggest benefit comes in. But they are talking at rather than talking to. And I think where the real opportunity for conferences come in, whether or not it's an internal conference or whether it's an external conference, it is allowing those voices in the room. We've spoken about turning the lights down on the stage and turning them up in the auditorium and listening to the voices in the audience because as as I'm listening to you as a conference speaker I mean I was listening to one of your videos this morning it sparked all kinds of thinking in my own head and where does that thinking go and that's where these conversations become so powerful and there's a real add on to that is that when you give people a voice your level of engagement goes up so they don't go away and go back to default behavior they actually build that thinking into the wisdom of the organization and i really believe it's an uncharted space and if we can get that right michael i think we could turn conferencing into something absolutely phenomenally powerful
0: well i'm very keen to explore that with you and all the people that we work with as well but you know this Creating conversations with high impact. I mean, I know that on your, on your CV it says you help create high impact team conversations. What are those and how the hell do you do that?
1: Okay, so the first thing, any high-impact conversation has to have a very clear, focused goal, and that's where that's why I love working with strategy. I like trying to demystify strategy and turn it into something that is practical. I was at a client the other day, and I asked them what their vision was, and they couldn't tell me. If you have a vision, it has to be compelling. And that conversation, when it has high impact, will take your vision to the next level of greatness in your company. So it's how you have those clear, focused conversations that move your organization. you you you're actually starting to unpack the stuff that really matters and moving it all towards this wonderful place of achievement, of making your goals turning your strategy into reality, making money, um, making a better life and a better world, which is becoming increasingly more important. And it's actually how one does that. And there are a lot of tools that you can do use to do that. And that's basically what I use. I use a whole lot of different ways of having conversations.
0: So whether someone's listening to this right now in their own space as an employee or an entrepreneur or somebody who's listening from a, a, a large corporation, let's say, for example, you're effectively saying, Get your strategy for whatever it is that you want to achieve turned into Mm -hmm. common goals and put those Mm -hmm. goals into a conversational sense where you can talk about them with people to help you achieve them, help you achieve your goals, help you deliver your strategy. Does that make sense?
1: makes perfect sense and what the conversation does is, is that it brings the strategy to life and it becomes part of our everyday language and when people's language is talking the same language as a strategy that's when you have the alignment that you're looking for
0: what tools then could someone listening to this program right now apply immediately to have better quality conversations
1: i would say two things the first thing is listen listening tools and Listening carefully, switching off that that inner dialogue that's going on inside your head that stops you from listening, that's that's a really um, great thing to do. Learning to listen is fantastic, and there are lots of resources that you can read or listen to on the web about that. The other thing that I think is really, really important is just learn to ask good questions. We're so busy telling people what we know that we're not actually asking them what they know.
0: I love what you're saying, because in many respects, you're saying to people, firstly, shut up for a minute, learn to listen, ask good questions, drive things through. I mean, you sell this stuff into the corporate space, the entrepreneurial space as well. How do you get people to listen to you?
1: I think what I do do is that I create a space for them. I create thinking spaces for people. And when they realize just how valuable that space is, you know, we live in such a busy, on-the-go, noisy world. Just by creating that, that quiet space for you to be able to start talking about the things that are important for you, that's where I start with the conversation. And then I create frameworks. I love frameworks, as you know, because they create a, almost a structure that people can fit their thinking into. And by doing that, it starts making sense, and they start unpacking it, and then all of a sudden, aha moments start cropping up, and the conversation just starts flowing.
0: What normally happens, though, in the workspace is that you know, it's like a pyramid of monkeys. The CEO looks down and looks at you know, everything climbing the tree and looks down on a bunch of happy, smiling faces those people who are climbing the tree looking up at the ceo are often looking up the tree and all they see with the board of directors and the ceo are a bunch of assholes i mean this 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 tree of monkeys thing that goes on there is a gap isn't there between head office speak director speak and corridor coffee room speak as you say overcoming that must be crucial
1: it's absolutely essential and i think what is changing is that there is a growing resistance to this very heavy formal top-down form of, of communication. It's not going down well anyway, and I think that leaders need to be aware of that. I think one of my strengths that I bring into the workplace is that I'm not intimidated by CEOs. I do not see them as being um, extra special. I see them as people, and I see them as being as valuable as the janitor, as the secretary, as the military manager, as the artist, whatever. And In doing that, to me, I give them equal respect and equal attention. And when they can learn to do that, your great CEOs, your really great CEOs and top managers will be able to talk to any person in their organization. And with structures flattening, we need to stop having these pyramid-shaped conversations, and we need to start connecting more as people.
0: It's weird, though, really, Bev, because the more important people think they get, the more they start to use big words and language, the kind of stuff that isn't shared around the family braille. Is that just a trap that you can fall into, making yourself feel more important with highfalutin conversational value?
1: That's that's very true, because as you get better at conversations, your language actually gets simpler. Because the more big words you put into a sentence, the less people understand you. It might make you feel clever, but you'll start feeling a sense of isolation. And I think that when one realizes that Conversation is actually about connection. It's about connecting hearts and minds. Um, And when that connection is there... That is when things become exponentially powerful. And if you are bringing your ego to the table, it's actually going to shoot you in the foot.
0: So connect with people at their level and just realize this is a two way street. I mean, look, I know that you do this all across the country, all across South Africa and the region. Um, how do people get hold of Bev Hancock to learn a little bit more about the stuff that you're talking about? How do they engage in conversation with you for those people listening to this podcast right now?
1: Well, Michael, I'm on all the normal normal channels, and I'm very good at the the electronic channels. I do enjoy them. Um, But I think probably the easiest would be at my website, which is www.bevhancock.com. It's fairly easy. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Facebook and, um, and LinkedIn. So you really just need to type in Bev Hancock, Port Elizabeth,
0: and I will pop up. So Bev Hancock, Port Elizabeth, not a bad thing to search for on Google. And she'll crop up everywhere. We've got 20 seconds to say goodbye. But I know that you're working particularly in the art of conferencing, uh, trying to get better conferences going with dialogue. And I wish you much success on that, Bev. I would urge anyone listening to this to go and seek Bev Hancock out right now. Fifteen minutes flies by. I mean, it's just absolutely nuts. Last thoughts, though, Bev, in terms of summing up 30 seconds or so? I think
1: the last thing I'd really like to say is what if it was just this simple that we started talking to each other and we started talking to each other in a way that really got us the results that we were looking for? Just how magic would that be?
0: Wouldn't it be absolutely sensational? So if you want to have a better conversation, maybe the best place to start is with Bev Hancock. Go Google her, look her up, find out what's going on, bevhancock.com as well. Um, It's been a pleasure chatting with you, Bev. I look forward to seeing you influencing more and more conferences around the world as well as more and more customers. Thank you for being with us on cliffcentral.com.
1: Thank you, and thank
0: you for having me. And we'll be back with more podcasts every Tuesday afternoon, 2.45, live. But, of course, with the podcast, you can listen to us wherever you are, whatever time you want, and we're only too delighted to share that with you. From myself and my guest, Bev Hancock, thanks for being with us. Cliffcentral.com.